I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone. Hello, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I wanted you to say it. Why? Because I was going to mess it up. (laughs) To Two Girls Drink TV? Or, yeah, watch beer. We drink it in with our eyes. It's very poetic. (laughs) I am so, so, so excited to do this today. Let me just say, stop whatever it is that you're doing because it's not important anymore it's not important to me it's no longer important to you stop everything that you're doing and watch dairy girls christina do you know how many times i've watched this show all the way through i have to imagine at least three four okay this was my fourth time watching it all the way through and i know when i fi- finished it the first time i told you we need to watch it and we need to do it i know and I'll- i have managed to watch it three more times before we actually got to do it on this podcast well like within this week i watched the first two episodes three times because i showed my mom and then i showed dave they're hysterical and i knew how stressed you were so i figured what better way to de-stress you than thank with you. the dairy girls thank you <laughs> So the Dairy Girls um, was on actual television over in Ireland, but now everybody can watch it on Netflix. Yes, they picked it up, and I feel like once Netflix picked it up and it gained traction, everyone was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. But it ha- I don't think it's blown up that much, because I looked at their Instagram accounts, and now I follow all of them. <laughs> and they don't have a million followers quite yet no so so if you are listening to this podcast you tell everyone that you know to watch dairy girls let's oh blow my god them up. blow let's blow well okay easy know, there's a lot of bomb references easy. in this, <laughs> this show blow them up in a good way what awards did they win danielle okay well unfortunately no awards here in the u.s which is a damn crime but they were nominated for a BAFTA for Best screen, uh, best Scripted Comedy in 2020 and 2019. And in 2018, they won Best Comedy Writing on Television at the British Screenwriters Awards. It's interesting that I didn't know that it was a British show. I looked something up, like, before you came over. Um, I thought it was, like, an Irish show, but it's actually for British TV. television yeah well if we want to get into the political context of this whole show they are in the middle of their like the british irish the trouble conflict the troubles northern ireland and ireland are two different things so they're in northern ireland no they're in ireland no i don't know i know i know very it's little okay. about this Let i'm me... very i'm prefacing this as i'm an american i know very little about the ira conflict in the 1990s let me go into the okay <clears throat> so the summary it's basically the same for both seasons the story takes place in london dairy or dairy for short in ireland in the 90s during the time of the troubles so to sum it up i just went on wikipedia because where do we go when we need to know something very quickly and we don't have time to research or we don't want to research it and we just want to get the gist of it to understand the basic common knowledge or we go to Wikipedia, right? I think your teacher is showing. It is. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> this is how I teach. The Troubles was an ethno-nationalist conflict in Northern Ireland during the late 20th century. It is also um, 
internationally known as the Northern Iron Ireland Conflict. It is sometimes described as the Irregular War or the Low-Level War. So all of those names are the same thing for calling the Troubles, but the Troubles specifically focused itself in Northern Ireland. Now, if you were to ask me where Londonderry is... So... If you look at a map of Ireland, you see a little cutout of Northern Ireland and then Ireland. And Derry, there is Derry and Londonderry. It's two different, the city is divided in half. Well, it's called, it's like Derry slash Londonderry. So one half is Derry and then one half is Londonderry. Mm, I think it, I thought it was called Londonderry, but then they changed it to Derry because they have like a, they do the spray paint in the beginning. So it's the fourth largest city in Ireland and, um... In 1613, the city was granted the royal charter by King James I and gained the London prefix to reflect the funding of its construction by the London guilds. So, it is in Northern Ireland. Okay. Just for prep, just to preface all of what we're about to go into <laughs> so that everybody is aware. So, four girls and one cousin slash Brit attend an all-girls school. They have classes, they have parents, and everything else to try to normalize a nationally terrorizing situation. So, let's get into our characters. Our main character is Erin Quinn, uh, played by Cersei Monica Jackson, and I would like you to be proud of me because I actually did watch an interview in order to figure out how to pronounce her name because I know the actress who's in like uh, Lady Bird and Brooklyn and I never know how to pronounce her name and it's Cersei. Yay! Cersa. Cersa. I spelled it phonetically and I even messed it up. Cersa Monica Jackson. I think you combined it with Cersei. Yeah, I went a little Game of Thrones. Oh, we're going to go a little Game of Thrones in this. Also, I want to say the reference because I actually knew what it was. You know what? What? I'm so con- I'm so confused. The guy what? from, uh, what's his name? No, I know it. I know it. I know it. Sir, Sir Barrister. <gasps> Wait a second. Yeah, he's game- the granda. That's Sir Barrister. <gasps> oh, I got it. I got it. And you didn't. You don't, I don't even like the show. <laughs> and you watched it four times how did you not pick up on that if you all saw my face right now i am in complete dis. it was like you just can you just plugged the oh oh, oh christmas tree it's like i did a tree lighting in danielle's head <laughs> that is exactly what you did <laughs> yeah. yes yes it is him yes I, lo- is- I looked it up to confirm it but i was like I can't remember. He was one of the knights, and then I du- I double checked it. And he was the knight, Sir Barristan Selmy. Yes, he's the gold cloak, Sir Barristan, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But so I just want to. I mean, wow. One of the. I, I'm just gonna say this now, since you mentioned like the characters. That's how good of an actor he is, because you didn't even recognize him. And he plays such a totally different character with a totally different personality, tone, and mannerisms. Very he looks well done. exactly the same, too. Oh, wow. It's the beard. I need to recover. All right, get it together, Danielle. Erin Quinn is our main character. She's an aspiring writer who seems, who seems deeply inspired by the troubles happening in her very own city. But really, she should be inspired by the circus that she calls a family. Honestly, <laughs> this family, like, should give your family a run for their money. 
Um, she lives with her cousin Orla McCool, played by Louisa Harland. She is the definition of someone who beats to their own drum, constantly eating candy, and is not afraid to be 100% her own person. Her friend is Claire Devlin, played by Nicola Coughlin. She is a perfectionist, super smart, and is the voice of reason slash the mom of the group. Which offsets Michelle Mallon, played by Jamie Lee O'Donnell. She is a <laughs> troublemaker, usually drunk, trying to get drugs, and very boy-obsessed. Boy uh, she introduces her cousin James, played by Dylan, uh, Dylan Lulin. Uh, he comes to town in the first episode and has to attend the all-girls school because he is English and he will get <laughs> beat up at the boys' school. <laughs> They all hang out at Erin's house, which is full of her family. Her mom is Mary, played by Tara Lynn O'Neill. Uh, we can tell where Erin gets her character from with Mary. Meanwhile, Aunt Sarah, played by Kathy Kira Clark, we can tell where Orla gets her obliviousness from. <laughs> from Aunt Sarah. Um, Granddad Joe, played by Ian McElhinney, um, who is a hard-ass, we're getting the E on this, um, that hates Mary's husband, uh, Jerry, played by Tom Tieran who is doing his best for this in this family. He really is. Um, people that I could not leave out is A, Jenny Joyce, played by Leah O'Rourke. She is the teacher's pet know-it-all, singing extraordinaire. And then we have my absolute favorite character, which is Sister Michael, played by <laughs> no. Saban McSweeney. She's truly, the, she's the definition of being unbothered. Oh, it's fantastic. And she is not excited about anything except when she is reading The Exorcist on the bus because she finds that hysterical. And she loves a good statue. <laughs> I have to say, I really do love a good statue. <laughs> God damn it, I love this show so much. All right. So, the, Christine and I were discussing this before. This is very much a sitcom. So, like, each episode, something new is happening. They're getting into some kind of hijinks. But I feel like the biggest thing that happens in this show is that, you know, James appears in the first episode. Um, his mom basically leaves him there. And his aunt comes and picks them up because they allegedly killed a nun. And she tells him, like, oh, yeah, your mom went back to London and she didn't take you. Grow up about it, James. Well, his, his father left, then the mother divorced the stepfather because she cheated on him. Yeah. And this poor... This poor kid. So, throughout the show, he takes a decent amount of teasing from these girls because they really just tell him to, like, suck it up even though he's got a lot going well, on in his life. he's English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in the finale episode, episode six, season two, Auntie Kathy, James' mom's comes back with her crack and eyebrows and her self-adhesive labels <laughs> company. Stickers? <laughs> you're, I, you're selling stickers? They're labels? I'm gonna do my very best. With your Irish yeah, accent? I'm, I'm gonna, not even going to attempt well, it. Well, listen, when I, was, when I was doing it before, you seemed like you were, like, mildly impressed. I mean, you do it pretty well. Oh, thank you. I also can't do an accent to save my life. I don't know if I sound like I'm from Derry, but I feel like I sound like a stereotypical Irish person. You know, some people in Ireland do listen to us, so if you <gasps> are, yeah. Oh no, we should have, I stop? No, we people have People from Ireland, teach me your ways, <laughs> I want to learn. Yeah, I'll it. teach you how to talk Jersey. <laughs> how to talk Jersey. Yeah, it's really easy. Um, hold on. <laughs> so, finale episode season two, uh, the girls are preparing to see Bill Clinton. 
which I will refrain from making a John Mulaney joke on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> James drops the figurative bomb that he, that he is going back to London with his mom now. And Michelle tells him that he's making a big mistake, that his mom is only using him, and that he's a dairy girl because it's a fucking state of mind. And then this is where I leave it over to you. Okay. <laughs> so, the reason that Clinton comes is because there is this ceasefire. Yes. Right? So they, they've agreed to, Northern Ireland has agreed to make. Um, I forget how the show mentions it. I, it doesn't sound like it's permanent. It sounds like it's a... I don't know if it's a permanent ceasefire, like we're going to stop forever. Um, but the show doesn't really go into like that much. They just say like it's a ceasefire. Yeah. So that's when Clinton comes. Um, I also wanted to include in the ending that Granda Joe realizes that they're not able to track the president or the CIA for that matter. They were in fact tracking a taxi <laughs> service <laughs> over their radar. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my um, god. When the girls are in front row to see Bill Clinton, they turn around and they see James. And he's at the top of this um, street screaming, I am a dairy girl! I am a dairy girl! And somebody in the back is like, Ah, you're a dick? That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Trying. It's very hard to switch. It's very hard to switch accents. I've said this before on this channel. I'm going to say it again. My accents are like my wine. They are a blend. It's a blend. Oh you know, like a good God. red blend. Yes, I That's do. what my accents are like. They're a European blend. <laughs> so oh after almost leaving with his mom, he decides to come back. The girls embrace him and throw a counterfeit American flag around his neck because there are only 30 states. Because we, yeah, because Ireland hasn't heard about them leaving. They didn't want to make a big thing about it. <laughs> the fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. Oh my gosh. If you don't like hearing us laugh, you've come to the wrong episode. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. It's so good that IMDb gave it an 8.4 out of 10. Um, season 1, the critics gave this 100% on yes. Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience gave it 95. Season 2, the critics gave it 97, and the audience gave it 97. So, <laughs> Well, interesting, because I think season 2 was more popular on IMDb. So because we're back to series, I was able to rank the episodes. So at the end of season 1... They didn't have names. It was episode one point number 1.6 was rated an 8.5 out of 10, making it the highest. And in season two, it was also the finale episode called The President. It was ranked a 9 out of 10. I will say we are back to doing series, but this is a series that did not stress Christina out because these episodes are short and you can breeze through it really quick, which is why I have watched it four times through. I can only handle so much. Now, do you want to go through your review? Because I did some digging on IMDb. I don't know how you want to do this. Done some digging? Yeah. Got out the shovel and dug it up like they tried to dig up the dog. Oh, my God. What a sin. <laughs> the children of fucking Fatima. All right. So this was a five-star review. Five out of five. This show is incredible. I don't remember much from the history. First, because I'm not Irish, and also because I was a teenager back in the 90s, so not at all interested in politics or the world as such. But the characters show us just how important 
in one's life the moment they're living in. Nicola Coughlin and Jamie Lee O'Donnell show a heartfelt and powerful intensity when in character, specifically Coughlin, uh, that we long to see in an actor, but that nowadays they lack of. Okay, she went a little off the rails here. (laughs) Um, So as you might have guessed, the cast is fantastic. The soundtrack is fantastic. Oh, it's so good. The editing and the photography are fantastic. It is fantastically written, so witty, I can't get enough of it. And yes, the Cranberries, Enya, all of the 90s hits, the the clothes, wonderful. So there were a few reviews that I found. Irish Humor is the best, seven episodes of Pure Fun, amazing. A little difficult to understand if you're not Irish, but still easily one of the best series on Netflix. So you told me to put the subtitles on. I did. But I'm also Catholic, and the hair... Well, because a lot of the jokes were very, like, I didn't necessarily need to understand every word that they said to know what exactly what was going to happen. Like, yeah. a, a nun's going to make a sarcastic comment. <laughs> when a didn't pri- see that When a priest comment. with beautiful hair shows up. <laughs> Sometimes a nun makes a sarcastic comment when a priest shows up. <laughs> Period. You know? So, some of the things I didn't really... I think Scottish is much more difficult to understand. And I think there are certain dialects of of Irish that are very difficult to understand, but this was not one of them. What I had trouble with was, like, when I first watched it, trying to understand the the slang, like the wains... Oh, I pulled up a whole thing on that. I was like, what is the way? But I will say, fourth time watching it through, (laughs) I no longer need to use subtitles. Fourth time's a charm. That's it. (laughs) I know it now. I'm I'm here. I get that people say we when things aren't actually, I heard about your we divorce. Well, they say we if things are big or small. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a universal term. Yes. The antidote to Hogwarts, if you've been exposed to a barrage of Harry Potter over Christmas, Dairy Girls is the perfect January palate cleanser, whereas Hogwarts is born from a world full of aspirational Anglo-elitism. Elitism. Dairy Girls comes from the other side of that creative coin. No fizz-pizzlers, dobby-doos, and whatever other Anglo-middle-class nonsense that spouted from the mind of J.K. Rowling is present. Dairy Girls is honest humor from the vastly underrepresented. A really good and long-overdue series. Quick, sharp, funny, well-acted, and written. Lulin Love is coming for J.K. Rowling's jugular there. Well, I liked it because, you know, I mean, like, this person... Maybe Irish, don't really know. Definitely going after the English. I thought it was paralleled with what actually happened in the show. But I did want to bring up, very quickly, a couple of reviews that I found. And I'm going to drop a deuce on them. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't like it. I couldn't, I could not like it. Okay. Over the top acting changed what could have been a good program into a cringeworthy one. I couldn't hang in there for very long. It was just so totally unrealistic with the acting. A couple things here. So a lot of things in sitcoms is that (laughs) what makes a sitcom good is that every character has their own angle. And a lot of times the easiest way to do that is to make an extreme personality. Yeah. Right? Second thing, don't write a review if you haven't watched the whole thing. I can talk shit on girls because I watched the whole first season. Okay. Right? I can't say that it gets better. I can tell you it started off terribly. You can't talk 
your smack unless you've done the work. Yeah. And that's actually from a thing in the in the in the show, right? When what's her name? The girl comes from another school and does the carry thing. And oh she starts, yeah. Starts making fun of uh, what's her name? She makes fun Jenny. of Jenny. She makes fun of Jenny. And then Erin um, is like, you haven't done your time. You can't make fun of her yet. <laughs> same thing, same thing. You haven't done your time. Okay, meh. Really gave it a chance. Had very high expectations. Actually like the script, but the characters are executed strangely hysterical. I think that should be fantastically hysterical. <laughs> because of that, it's not funny. While it actually could be, in my opinion, only laughed once. This person was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Also think the actors are weirdly casted. Weirdly casted. It's weird that two of the girls are actually from Derry. Isn't that weird? So strange. So strange. They seem to be too old to be convincing 15-year-olds. Well, friend, have you watched Glee? (laughs) Have you watched any TV show? Have you watched any TV show? Hey, have you watched Grease? Because they were like 40. (laughs) Yeah, Danny Zuko. John Travolta was not a convincing teenager. Not at all. Not at all. Why'd you bring up Grease? Sorry. <laughs> One of the things that I liked about this show yeah. was that it's relatable to a teenager. It's relatable to millennials, but it also has parental humor. Yes. So we grew up in the golden age. I don't care what anybody else says because you had the Rugrats, you had Rocco's Modern Life, you had Rocket Power, you had SpongeBob. SpongeBob was the last of its time where these shows were addictive for children. And the humor was made for adults. Yep. And that is, like, that's a sweet spot. And that doesn't happen anymore. I think a lot of cartoons today are dumbed down and watered down. And I think that's what's making us not be as cunning young lads and laddies. To add into that. Please. Uh, I recently watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because that movie is an all-year-round movie in my household. (laughs) Because... My boyfriend is obsessed with that movie. If you watch that movie as an adult, you do not pick up the humor when you are a child. Because I remember watching that as a child. I know a lot of people don't like it, and they're all idiots. But there are so many small lines that are so unbelievably funny. For example, like, the Grinch is telling everyone off about how terrible Christmas is, and he's like... I don't want to make waves, but this whole holiday is stupid, stupid, stupid. The fact that he says, I don't want to make waves is the most, (laughs) come on. I don't want to tell you anything, but your opinion is wrong. I don't want to make waves, but, uh, so I... And that came out in what, 2000? I think it came out in 2000. Uh, 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so early 2000s. So this is a golden era Mm -hmm. of making a message on a platform for multiple audiences is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, especially audiences with such wide age brackets. Like a 40-year-old parent with a th- six-year-old kid, I'm estimating here, right? Yeah. It's not easy. So I don't necessarily think that this person knows what they're talking about. All right. Are we ready to segue into our highs and lows? Yeah, I think I got all of that. I think I wrung everything out. <laughs> all right. Well... Unfortunately, when I was trying to, like, pick my highs, I couldn't, I couldn't pick any. Like, all I had to do was just list the episodes that I love so much. I did the same thing with the Kaminsky Method. I was like, there's so many, but I can't think of what they are. My favorite episode of all time of the show. The favorite of your favorites. Got it. 
the wedding funeral oh god episode <laughs> that has to be my favorite episode because a it's a whirlwind it starts out with sarah coming down the aisle in white and you think is sarah getting married no she just wore that to a wedding and everyone is telling her how terrible she is <laughs> but she can't see it because she just thinks that they're all talking about mary's hat which is so bad <laughs> we have the girls Dancing on the dance floor to So I Like to Know Where You Got the Notion. Let me tell you, when they were like, it's Rock the Boat! And they all, oh my god, I was dying. Also, the fact that they always have legitimate conversations while they're line dancing. Very 90s. The one before this was in season one when they were doing the Macarena and they were trying to like figure out. No, 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 it was like, it's some other song. It's not the Macarena, but it's like. One of them was the Macarena, no? No, it's like a, some British song, like a British pop song that they know, that everyone knew a whole dance to. And they, yeah, it, all these serious conversations in mid-line dance. But they kick their older 50-year-old cousin out of the line for <laughs> Rock the Boat, and Sarah's like, Eamon, you gotta know that going into you, going into it, it's a difficult routine, just <laughs> like with such concern in her voice. Anyway, long story short, their aunt drops dead, wind up going to a funeral, and well, they she... accidentally put weed in the scones, so they have to collect all the scones. Joe winds up getting high. Jerry is running the, the kitchen, making the sandwiches, <laughs> keeping up. Well, reminded me of Colin from Succession. Did you get that vibe? When Colin was running the event in Succession? And yes. <laughs> Only Jerry was doing a much better job. Yeah. Jerry had his sleeves yeah. rolled up, and he was doing a good job. <laughs> Um, they wind up stealing the earrings from the mom. What else happens? Oh, they wind up flushing the scones down the toilet because well, James saw it in Goodfellas. <laughs> I've seen Goodfellas four times. <laughs> also, little bits and then flush. Literally my favorite, but I think that's what makes the show so good. It's like just amplified British humor and it's just so unbelievably funny. So I started to, I got overwhelmed right? As soon as episode four came, I was like, I have to start writing things down because I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I mentioned, I think, I can't remember if we said it here or if we said it like in my living room. I couldn't, I couldn't hold in as soon as I saw Christina. I'm like, oh my god, I need to tell you so many things. like exploded. When the grandfather has the girlfriend over. Maeve. I, I was, I was, I cried throughout this entire show. Cried like wiping tears and burning off my eye cream because my tears are like hot tears filled with hysterity from laughing so hard it's burning my eye cream off my face like that's how intense this was for me when the grandfather has her over and the mary is the one daughter and then sarah's the other right mm -hmm. and she's like would you look at them over there showing her off around the house and they're doing the rosary I can't. And I also love that Sarah hate like goes into it hating her, but then she's like, "I have to say, Maeve, that is a killer blowout." Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Episode five, I think, is when they go camping, and she leaves her. That's Jim's second best tent. <laughs> but when they she leaves her coin, I I don't know what they called it. It was a coin purse. Yeah, you don't have an easy pass, so when you put your, you know, the thing with all your quarters in it, I'm assuming it's just a bag that they keep in the well, car. Well, no, they were going to, um, so it's very interesting because, like, Northern Ireland and Ireland, I, 
one is part of the UK and then one is its own independent thing. So they have to do different currencies. So they were going to right. the other part. I'm very sorry if I'm butchering this or if I got it wrong, but this is how I understood it. So they forgot the specific currency to spend in the area. Oh, okay. They only had their other currency. Okay, okay. Which has happened to me when I have traveled. Yeah, I mean, when Dave and I went to, where did we go? Oh, <laughs> Portugal. Where yeah. did we go? Where did we go? The place. The place, you know? We went to the place and we were in Switzerland on the way and they didn't take euros. And Dave's like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, not this. But she couldn't find it and she just starts praying to St. Anthony in the car. That's a classic Mastroni household <laughs> move. Can't find anything. Pray to St. Anthony! And then... Or screaming around the house, St. Anthony! Do you like at the end where Jerry's like, sorry, St. Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> sorry for the trouble. Episode six, when she's doing half loads, she won't do a full load of laundry. <laughs> she can't do a full load of laundry. Are we talking highs or are we talking IRL moments? <laughs> I don't know. I or do they all just like weave together? I, I picked one specific IRL moment because I knew that there were just too many, but I guess this is an IRL moment. We are so high volume on this episode. I know. I'm sorry to everyone. That's fine. They'll, they'll just lower it. You're fine. No, but okay, so, and then she had the wee docket in the... In the... Whites? I threw a red scarf in my whites in college without realizing it. All of my clothes were pink. Did you once do that to your polo in high school? Probably. Probably, yeah. I had a feeling I saw you in the hallway and I was like, Christina, why is your... Why is your polo pink? It was probably that. That wasn't... That one wasn't me. I know I did it to myself in college. And then I lost the red scarf, so I was like, I can't even have... The culprit. The proof. Oh, this is this is an actual high. So episode five in season two and episode one in season six, I really, really liked how what the girls are doing and experiencing is very different than the actual, like, national scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, when the girls are all very happy at the concert, there's, like, the bomb that's going off. Yeah. Right? And then when all of the girls are fighting over the carry thing... Like, people are starting to come to peace. I thought it was very interesting how, like, they are very much in their own world. Yeah. And before you walked in my living room, I was watching an interview and they were talking about how, I think it was the director and the writer, they were saying that their goal was not to have it about the war because there's so many pieces that are already like that. But the vision that they were trying to have was of four schoolgirls just walking by an army checkpoint yeah. By military soldiers without really a care in the world, just like kind of going through their life. And when he said that, it like clicked to me and I got like the goosies. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it makes perfect sense because whenever they have like a big moment in their little pack, it's the opposite of what's happening nationally. Yeah. I thought that was a very cool, not parallelism. Yeah. I guess. It, it's This is not a, a dramatic show in any way, sense, or form. We can say that this is completely a comedy, but it is censored. It is, what's the word I'm it's looking for? It's centered around tragedy. Centered, centered is the word I was saying, sensed. <laughs> it is centered around a conflict that sure. happened for many, many years. So to kind of insert it in there, you can't not mention it, but you have to insert it in there in little bits. Like even when 
they're oh my god when they're going to the concert and no one knows and michelle has the vodka in the bag and (laughs) sister michael's like whose bag is this and they had to like Mm -hmm. stop the bus and have a bomb robot come in and take it out like just hysterical stuff it smells like vodka i will also (laughs) say one of my favorite things about the character specifically (laughs) is that the parallels between Mary and Aaron and Sarah and Orla because they are very much the same to each other yeah. and they do mimic their moms in a lot of ways even though those I know Sarah uh, Aaron and Mary are always like butting heads but that's because they are both just so similar and they did cast it really really well I think so too I think the only low I had was that I I thought it was weird how James was just like I'm leaving bye I thought that that was going to be, like, a little bit more touching. Yeah. But I'm glad that it ended up being so much more touching because I yeah. thought that maybe he would have been, like, you know, I'll really miss you guys. Like, thanks for, I guess, making me, like, whatever. But he was just like, all right, bye. And then it was very distant. And yeah. because it seemed so distant, I didn't know if it was going to come together. Yeah. But I liked how it came together. It was just that, like, moment. I was like, mm, this is off. I'm surprised that my low isn't the same as your low. What's your low? Mr. Brun was a terrible, terrible person, and I hated that episode. Oh, yeah. She's a terrible... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So did you did you not like it because it was a knockoff of Dead Poet Society, one of my favorite movies of all time? No. Uh, I mean, it was like a bad knockoff of Dead It was Dead a terrible Poet. knockoff. It's like, it's like a Louis Vuitton bag, but the L is like a W. Exactly. Is that bad? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't like that. I just thought that I hated her as a person, and... Oh, yeah, she sucks. She was annoying. I don't know. I just wasn't a fan. I did think it was funny when all of them showed up with eyeliner. (laughs) Even James. And Sarah, the first question was, was it liquid or or, uh, Mm -hmm. smudge? A little bit of both? Wow. (laughs) Snack Snack break. So, as far as snacks, I feel like I need to experiment a little bit more with my foods. Okay. My foodsies, because I feel like I eat the same things. The first time I sat down, I got on Amazon a box of blueberry muffin Lara bars. Ooh, okay. So I didn't eat the whole box. I had one. <laughs> um, then I watched it, uh, I watched a little bit more, and I had coffee, and then I have, like, um, popcorn with, like, not really butter, just sea salt. Mm-hmm. Um, that was good. Let me just say... Like, don't drink anything, right? Because um, it was a mistake. And I watched a couple episodes at Dave's. I was like, I'm not really eating after dinner anymore. I'm trying to fast. Can you just make me a cup of tea? And he was like, yeah, of course. And every time I took a sip, I had to, like, spit it back in the mug. And Dave's like, hey, stop drinking. (laughs) Put the tea down. Step away from the tea. You had a bunch of spit takes. Oh, so many. So many. Or I'd be like so close. I'd like take a sip and I'm like covering my... He's like, just stop. Just stop drinking. Why are you doing this? And I did the same thing. Um, I sat here on this couch on the other side and finished yeah. watching the rest of it. And I was drinking coffee again. And I was doing the same thing. And I heard in the back of my mind, step away from the tea. Put down the liquids. So, yeah. Like, it just because the comedy comes out of nowhere. It's not always... It just, it hits. Mm-hmm. So, I rewatched this, and I was like, oh, Nick, we get to rewatch Dairy Girls. And he's like, oh, yes. So, um, we would watch it during dinner. Well, we have various things for dinner, but we had wings, because I feel like we, in order to pay homage to the Fry episode, where they go to the, <laughs> the Fry shop... 
Um, actually, is the chip shop? I don't know. I, I forget what they be. call it. It's, oh, it's all it's all deep fried. It's Fanula's. Uh, I feel like it's called Fanula's Fry Shop. I think so. But it's not fries the way that we think of fries because yeah. those are chips, and they can never order enough bags of chips. Um, but we had wings while uh, one night for dinner, and we watched this. But I always just I love uh, James in that episode. I don't like it. It's too <laughs> greasy. <laughs> And he gets kicked out. Yeah. I'm so sorry you had to hear that, Fanula. <laughs> and then they end up not going there anymore anyway because they set her place on fire. Yeah, and they tried to blame it on the IRA because that's what happened with Uncle Colum. We didn't even talk about Uncle Colum. Oh my god. Every time he was on screen, I just hang my head. Joe being pissed that Colum met JFK. Ah, didn't JFK have enough problems yet to talk to Colum? <laughs> Wait, how about the most ridiculous piece where he's like, if you meet Clinton, you're going to have another president on me. Can't have two presidents on me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's logical. Thanks. Uh, I'm sorry that this whole episode is just us quoting the Dairy Girl. (laughs) Just watch it and this will be... This will will be you. If you've watched it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a thing, right? So just watch it and then you won't have this problem. As far as my expectation goes, I didn't, you didn't tell me it was a comedy, right? You just told me that we have to watch this. And for some reason, I thought it was going to be like The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. I don't know why. I don't why? Know why? I was like, I don't want to watch it. Not to say that I don't want to watch The Handmaid's I just it was like, it's going to be long. It's going to be, because you're normally known for sending me dramas. And I'm normally known for sending you comedies, mm-hmm. right? And that balance is why this podcast works. (laughs) And so I was like, we're going to watch a monumentally miserable thing. And I just, I kept all those thoughts to myself. I didn't want to tell you anything because I was like, Christina, we're going to do it. We're going to do it at some point. And then when you said it was short, I was like, okay, we can, I can do this. I'll get through it. And so I really have to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Both publicly and privately. Because this was nothing of what I expected at all. No. It was short. It was funny. Um, I think this might be my favorite thing that we've watched all year. So it's a two-way tie. Wow. It's a two-way tie. It's a two-way tie. Can you figure out what the other one is? It's a two-way tie. Kaminsky Method? That's no. a th- third. No. What's the what's a two-way tie? Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. So this and Jojo Rabbit, I think... Were the I think this might have been like the best thing we've watched all year. Wow. Yeah. I'm um, not kidding. And I love comedy. And you know what's funny? <laughs> it's that this month you suggested that we watch Foss Verdon, which was the a long drama, and I suggested that we watch the short comedy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a miniseries. Don't get me. I don't suggest. I think I might have suggested Ozark. I think that was the one drama that I suggested this whole time. But we'll check the books. Mini series. Oh, and I ch- I suggested the spy. The spy. The spy. <laughs> so the, the first time I heard about this was I was watching Heather McMahon's Instagram stories. Oh, I thought Nick told you about it. No, no, no. Oh. Don't give him that credit. I'm sorry. What Heather McMahon mentioned it in her Instagram stories, and she said, "Whoever needs to watch something and just giggle, watch this." And I find her hysterical, so. I took her comedic suggestion. Got it. So, 
when I watched it, I was like, this is hysterical, this is so relatable with the Catholic school, and I started suggesting it to a bunch of people, and I was the one to get Nick into it, because his friends told him to watch it, and then I was already watching it, so he came in on the Protestant episode, (laughs) and they were trying to pick differences between Catholics and Protestants, and at that scene, Nick was like, this is hysterical. I'm gonna try to pick the differences. I have to admit, I do like a statue. (laughs) (laughs) So that was when I got him hooked. But one of the things that I really liked about this show is that I grew up reading these books. And it's about Georgia Nicholson, who's a girl who's in high school. Actually, yeah, no, she starts out in like middle school and then goes into high school. And she goes to an all-girls Catholic school. And it's like her diary and it's hysterical. It's the same kind of humor, very like witty but like very like out there over the top and I I relate the two so much even though that was a British book and this is a Irish TV show they both have that same type of humor so watching it I was like this is this is where I'm at and I actually did recently buy the book Georgia Nicholson just because I felt like I wanted to have it in my hands and okay I'll tell the story really quick one time I was reading it and the first book of the series is called Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging. This was in seventh grade, eighth grade, Mrs. Serio's class that I was reading it and I would cover the book because I didn't want them (laughs) to see snogging and then like the other book was like knocked out by my nunga nungas which is like a slang word for boobs so like I I just didn't want the teachers to see what I was reading because they were a little bit like Ooh, 8th grader shouldn't be reading this. She may listen to this podcast. You know what? She she knows what she did. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> Serio knows. And I will tell it to her face if I ever saw her. That's why I don't care. So she once asked me in the middle of class to uncover my book because she asked me what I was reading. And I was reading and she picks it up in front of the whole class and she goes, Angus thongs and full frontal snogging. Danielle, what's snogging? And I had to say in the middle of class, kissing, and the whole class turned and looked at me. Eighth grade was a rough time for me. I passed (laughs) out in the middle of the graduation ceremony, and I had that moment happen to me, and everyone was like, (laughs) made fun of me endlessly for it. Oh my god. Sorry sorry for calling you out, Mrs. Serio, but that that (laughs) moment has still stuck in my head. (laughs) That's funny. As far as, like, IRL moments go, Danielle, I thought we could play... I have I have a story okay. called The Wooden Spoon. Not the restaurant, but a tragedy from my childhood. Well, you are, you are raised by Italians, so that so, sounds about right. In episode one... <laughs> yes. And then we'll play the game. In episode one, she wants to put the jean jacket on. Mm-hmm. Right now, she we know she, we know you and I both know she's gonna get detention. Yeah, because we got detention for not having our shoes tied. That actually happened to me in high school, and we I got detention even... for our skirts being too short. We got detention because if you well, forgot your shoes, some people got detention for their skirts being too short. Sorry, that... Not everybody. <laughs> not everybody got that detention, and I'm not sure quite how that happened. Christina has some feelings. I'm not bitter. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not over it. I'm 
Definitely over high school. Thank you. I would never like to go back. Hey, I was talking about eighth grade and kissing. That's so true. Don't you're, worry. You're holding the grudges a little deeper than I am this time it's around. It's just embarrassing moments that stick in my head and replay in the middle of the night. Um, They didn't have any lanyards, though. Oh, my God. We had to wear lanyards, which were basically identification badges around our necks. And they had to break free because somebody could come up behind you and choke you. Right? That's why they had to break, they had to have the break free. They did have to have the break free. They had to break, had to have How the, many times do you lose that? How many times did you stand up from your desk and you get, you just feel it fall? Not, well, then the things would break. They would, and then you couldn't clip them on anymore. You'd have to go, and if you still have it, get clips. Then I would lose it, and then I would just clip the lanyard into the side of my blazer, so I just had the lanyard on. Then Vera Bradley, because Vera Bradley was so big when we were in high school, had the lanyard things, and nobody could wear them because they didn't have the... Freaking breakaways, right? Yeah, because you were going to get tripped out. Yeah. We should have just learned jiu-jitzu in high school. It was, pro- it was probably an insurance liability on their their point. L- looking back at it as an adult, if you're going to make people wear lanyards around their neck instead of, like, clip-ons, it was probably an insurance liability. They should have just had us carry the identification cards in our pockets. Are we dockets in our pockets? I don't understand. They didn't want intruders. All right, we can't get intruders. into... Intruders. <laughs> Who's going to get that uniform with all the pieces? You never know. Uh, you never know. Our uniforms were almost the same, except instead of green, they were navy blue. Yep. It depends on if we were doing summer summer uniforms or winter uniforms. And then you had the winter, winter uniforms, which were fancy sweatpants. Remember? Oh, I forgot about I that. I still have them. I still, I don't have the pants anymore. I didn't really like the pants, but the jacket I still have. So it was very relatable. Yes. Um, thankfully, we never had to stand during convocations. We were allowed to sit. Oh my. I hate it. I hate it so much. Hold on. I need to explain that to the yeah. podcast. All right. In our school. You just like, you just like twitched a nerve in my soul. And it, like, brought me back. I just had a flashback. I'm coming out of it now. Whenever we had assembly, there were folding chairs, and we had to stand. (laughs) And the folding chairs had a cushion on them, you know, because we had to sit there for many hours. So An hour, an hour. When we would all be standing, and then as soon as our principal would say, please be seated, it was just the coming out of the cushion (laughs) from all of them. I think at some point they just gave up and they were like, sit on the floor. <laughs> at one point they did. They're like, oh, I'm not bringing these chairs out here. Sit on the floor. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Did I miss anything from high school that we endured? Oh, my God. Well, the my only, the IRL moment that I picked out is Sister Michael eye-rolling at the priest. That's something that I have seen happen. Very relatable. So many Extremely. times. Extremely. So many times. Many, 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 many nuns. I, I roll, eyeing their rolls, rolling their <laughs> eyes. Well, I might eye some rolls too if I stop by a bakery. Uh, don't get a cream horn. Don't get a. That'll <laughs> cause a whole mess of problems. But I also listen. I can appreciate some nun sass. Danielle and I went to school. God rest her soul. Actually, I don't know if she's gone. I, I'm not Ooh. sure. Sister Helen. No, she is. She is. Yeah. Uh, God I rest her soul. She was. A nun from Brooklyn. Very much Brooklyn. Like, oh yeah, you could hear her say two words and you're like, hello, Brooklyn. Yeah. Right? It's just, and I just remember, um, I think we talked about it on the podcast before. I feel like we talked about like nun we sass. We've had this conversation. I mean, I'm always willing to talk about some good nun <laughs> sass. But 
Um, these were Filipini nuns, so they looked very similar to the nuns that were in. For those of you who don't know, there are many types of nuns. Many. They don't all wear their uniform. Many different habits. Right, many different habits. They don't all wear the same habits. Some of them have different colors. Some of them have different pieces. Some of them don't wear them. Have you seen the ones that, like, are all in royal blue? Um, yes. Are they the Sisters of Life? I don't know. They're 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 fancy though. Those are some fancy fancy outfits. They did. Yeah, there's quite a few that um that are fancified, but so they would wear these things. And and Sister Helen, you would always hear her yelling at the students waiting in line. Okay, who's talking? K A or K B? Who's talking? <laughs> and no one, no one wanted to admit who was talking. No, you you'd get the how dare you? How dare you? Something that inside was me still. If we want to go all the way back, don't say it how was, dare you to me because something inside me shakes. It has to be deep. How dare you? <laughs> Terrible. Love it. Looking back on it now, yes. I love it. I wish I wish I could like appreciate it as a child. I feel like that would be me really being an old soul. Like appreciating this woman in her prime and this sense of humor and just like laughing to myself, I wish I just, I couldn't. I was always shaking from head to toe. You were in kindergarten. I know, but I wish I could be like an old five-year-old. Like, no, oh, that's pretty funny. You you nope. used to stand on a chair and sing, hit the road, Jack. You were still, <laughs> you were an old soul. I Don't was, worry. Yeah, but still riddled with anxiety. All right. We have turned this into an hour podcast. Wooden spoon. Real quick. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So... We, I said what happened in the episode. There was a time when... First, let me preface this by saying I was never hit as a child. I was never beaten. Um, I was threatened. That's what we did in this household, right? Uh, same in my household. Okay. So what would happen was I would get in trouble and we would go to ShopRite. Okay. In Nutley. Right? Okay. We'd go to the Nutley ShopRite. And what would happen was I knew never, ever to make a scene in public. Oh my God, it's like the worst thing that could... It was worse than the trouble that I was probably already in. And I really wasn't a bad kid. No. But everybody gets in trouble. Yeah. So we would go to ShopRite and my mom would make me pick out the wooden spoon. Yeah, that she was going to beat me with. Never happened, but it always could happen. And now everyone knows why I have crippling anxiety. (laughs) Because it could have happened. And so she would say, well, Christina, this one is unbreakable. And you'd see me in my big, like, puffed out jacket from a Christmas story, flapping my arms, running down the other end of the aisle, not crying because God forbid, but like tears welling in my eyes, like (gasps) running down the aisle because I was absolutely terrified that I was going to get hit with the spoon. And I had to pick out the instrument of choice. Wow. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to know really why I hate going to the Nutley shop, right? That's why. <laughs> you get PTSD oh as soon as you go there. Oh, my God. <laughs> this wasn't like, okay, once this was like a, a regular Tuesday, we're going to go to ShopRite so you can pick out my weapon of choice. Oh, my God. The baking aisle is just a torture. Oh, shape. God. <laughs> so that was my, that was my very much IRL moment. When she said, go get the wooden spoon, I was like, Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm very happy my mother is not Italian. I threw a temper tantrum once at Kmart, and my mom was like, this is why you always hate Kmart, because you threw a temper tantrum there once. 
And instead of, like, letting me throw a temper tantrum, she just picked me up and took me home. Yeah. And I got in trouble. And then, like, she she would do that, and then she'd, like, tell my dad about it. And then once my dad found out, that's when I got the middle name and the yelling. I don't and have a middle name. That was your dad's fault. <laughs> it was my dad's fault. But then it would just go right to the last name. Christina Mastroni. So there's no escalation. It's like Christina or Christina Mastroni. Like I went from nothing to instant terror because there's no middle name. Yeah. If you have a middle name, you can kind of gauge what kind of trouble you're in. See. You know what I mean? But I, it always stopped at the middle name. Like if I got Danielle Catherine from my dad yelling, my dad did not need to go and buy a spoon. He just had to yell and I was instantly crying and I knew I was in trouble. Like that, <laughs> that was done. Done, 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 and done. <laughs> so, yeah, fun, fun times being a kid. <laughs> in, the, in the 90s. In the 90s. Mm. All right, like I said, we've made this an hour podcast. Oh my gosh, please. Like I said, stop what you're doing and watch Dairy Girls. Oh my, I want to be friends with this whole cast. I also, I need, I feel like James needs a hug, and I want to hug him. Yes. He needs a hug. Also, if you watch this and you like it, I have told Christina this, the actors of Dairy Girls are on an episode of Great British Bake Off holiday episode. James is on it. Um, Jamie Lee is on it. Jamie Lee, uh, Sersa, I'm gonna learn how to say it once, the Saban is on it, the nun, mm-hmm. and Nicola. And it's fantastic. Wow. It is the funniest. They drink the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll have to check it out. It's hysterical. So, thanks for hanging with us, guys. Gonna wrap this up real quick. Follow us on Instagram at Hey It's Two Girls. Me on Instagram and Twitter at ClassicStina. Danielle on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email. Get in touch with us. Two Girls Watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. Check out the blog BeerCoffeeDonuts.wordpress.com. And check out the YouTube channel Two Girls Drink Beer. Yes. We did it all. And Look, check out next week for our holiday episode. You still have time. You have until the end of tonight. If this goes out on Friday to get your votes in what do you mean if it goes out on friday listen my my videos don't always go out on wednesday when have i missed a friday a couple times i've missed a friday a couple times <laughs> it happens okay don't set me up for failure like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right everyone and on that note bye, bye. What's up?